Hey everybody, uh, welcome to the Campfire Passport podcast. Uh, it is episode 23, uh, the greatest NBA player of all time, Michael Jordan. Correct. Um, yes, uh, rest in peace. Oh, never mind. Whoa. I was going to make like an office joke. There's definitely an office joke to be had there that I just flubbed right off the... <laughs> Dang it. Oh no, it's Christmas vacation. God rest her soul. Is she dead? No. 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 <laughs> Anyways, episode 23, we've got uh, Briley Taylor uh, as a guest today. Uh, his Instagram is six feet under fab. He is a great listen, uh, super interesting guy. Uh, one of the few times in our very small run of episodes, we've had anybody with a little bit of an accent, which is fun. Um the uh he's got some awesome vehicles he's got a uh, a couple really cool rigs you should look at his instagram and find out yourself i'm not going to tell you what they are we will talk about them here in just a second on the on the uh, podcast but otherwise we just kind of get into regular rig stuff we have a little conversation which we like to have with guests uh these days <laughs> and uh it's a good time uh other than like comment and subscribe you got any good news colin no no good news but no, but no news is also oh, good news. I got something. <laughs> that is true. Um, aside from that, I have a different thing. Depending on how far in the future this actually is, Colin's beautiful Wagoneer is for sale, uh, and you should buy it for full price, or maybe more. Maybe you should give him like ten over, ten percent, maybe over asking, or ten thousand dollars over asking. I, mean, I don't know, um, because it's beautiful. It's well sorted. It's never been beat on. We've never talked on the channel about driving it hard, and there's no video evidence of this, so <laughs> it's fine. Please buy it and uh, enjoy the podcast. I also like that you're uh, in the shop. I'm like the only person that doesn't do it in the shop. I really should do that. Like <laughs> uh, uh, trying to get them to get to bed. Eight thirty is their bedtime, and of course, like you know, I was like, I got stuff to do at nine o'clock, and um, so I was trying to get them in the bed, get them in and out of the bathtub, and everything like. So I was like, I, I actually have something important to do. <laughs> important. Wow, important. That's <laughs> that's the first time we've been referred to that way. Yes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I I have the that same problem. Every time I really have something like a hard time and it's not really the normal time, like this is a little earlier than we normal record or normally record, I I blew it apart. Like I'm cooking dinner ten minutes ago. I got a work training playing in the background. Sorry if anybody that I work with hears this. <laughs> I'm like trying my best to get all of my shit together. And then I sat down at 5.58 and I was like, oh God, we're here. <laughs> Where are y'all at? <laughs> we're in uh, Central Oregon. Yep. Yep. And you're South Carolina? So North, North Carolina. All right. Okay. Nice. Uh, y'all, have y'all ever heard of uh, Greenville, North Carolina? Yeah, yeah. Like a, it's like a party, party town. I'm like 30 minutes away from that. We call it Greenville. 
Sorry, I could not. Okay, okay, nice. That's kind of where I like, tell people, like, oh, yeah, yeah, we kind of know where you're at. So. Yeah. I think uh, there's, I'm pretty sure that's where Dave Mira was from, right? That's, yeah, okay. That's how I knew that. <laughs> we used to ride bikes from in town, and one of my buddies, he got like really good. And um, we actually got invited to ride with Dave Mira BMX a couple. Oh my god! Yeah. That is so cool. <laughs> that is like what a hero. <laughs> I, I was, but I mean, watching him like, in, like it was un- unbelievable. I mean, oh. it, it really was. And he was like, like shorter than me. Like I think I'm a short person, but you know, he was like I always thought he was like, you know, like six something but i mean he was he was kind of on the short side <laughs> really yeah i mean you think about him like larger than life like yeah just yeah. a legend i mean he was like i'm i'm probably like five eight or something and like he was uh he was a little bit shorter than, than i was i mean hmm. it was, it was, yeah huh. i feel like but, i probably knew that at some point but that's something i haven't even thought about for so long <laughs> well that's cool i um we always end up, it seems like we, we do this every time we have somebody new yeah. here. Like we end up, there's always an action sports background or like Colin and I, I said this last time, so it's going to sound like a broken record, <laughs> but Colin and I come from like Volkswagen Audi stuff. And so like, there's always some weird tie in where someone's like, oh, I have this or I used to do that. or uh, And off-road specifically seems to get a lot of like action sports people. Like it, it's yeah. a natural transition. Yeah, there's actually uh, a lot of BMXers that I see that I follow on Instagram. Follow like BMX stuff, and then now they're like like hardcore off roaders. I'm just like like it's, it's kind of weird. Like I, I probably could think of, not name them, but I could think of like 15 guys like that. Yeah, I mean that's a pretty big number to me. But. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I believe it. I mean, it makes perfect sense. I don't know why, but it it is the way that it goes. Yeah. Um, what, how, how did you, so what's your automotive story? Where, how'd you get to here? What do you, what's your deal? Um, I mean, I, I started, um, well, like my first Jeep, I would say my parents got for me when I was like 16. They told me if I got my Eagle Scout, they would help me get like a CJ seven project. So I, I buckled down and got my Eagle Scout and then they got me the, um, the Jeep and nice. it was 1979 fiberglass bodied um it was horrible but it was <laughs> so I, I got it home and i was looking at it and um and i'd been driving it to high school like it had zero top like zero doors like nothing i mean it just it got rained in like all the time and it was like my dream vehicle and um it, everything just kind of progressed from there i started working on it just because it was a huge piece of crap the, um, the roll bar wasn't even bolted to the frame. It was bolted to the fiberglass. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, like, I, I think my parents did something. But yeah, I got I stole it pretty quick. And then I got it. And I, you know, started building a Cherokee. And then it, it just escalated into this. <laughs> As they do. <laughs> pretty. <laughs> Yeah, that is the slippery slope. I have spent a lot of money. Um, <laughs> you don't say. 
Oh, that's good. Um, and Jeeps, always the thing? No, no uh, going different directions? I had, um, I had a Tacoma. I had a 2005 Tacoma that um, it was moderately built. It had like 36-inch IROCs on it. It had um, all-pro bumper in the rear, uh, ARB in the front. And um, it was like four, I think 488 gears that I beat the absolute snot out of. That Tacoma, <laughs> I mean, I hate to say it, but uh, it, it saw more mud than like a swamp rat. <laughs> and um, I just ruined it. <laughs> but I, was, I, had the, I had the Tacoma around the same time that I had the CJ. So I was 16. Uh, no, no, I was probably 17, 18, somewhere in there. But I, so I realized, you know, quickly that that Tacoma couldn't really hold up to what, you know, I wanted to do. You know, Jeeps, they were, they were easier to work on, I'll say. Tacomas, you can work on, but Jeeps, I mean, you could pretty much fix them in the driveway. Where at Tacoma, you got to like, you got to, you got to have like a game plan. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, the difference between, especially like a CJ and a Tacoma, right? Like you're talking about something that's really basic, really rudimentary, but set up specifically for off-road versus a passenger truck that is like, yeah, it's for cruising back and forth to work and it can go off-road. So, but I was, I was like, I was, I was dumb, man. <laughs> I was, but I, I to make it this hard for off road off roader and um like it was it got stuck in full wheel drive and I just drove it um <laughs> I just I, I, it, oh, well. it was like full wheel drive for like weeks <laughs> my uh let's see it's Thursday my center locker and my Land Cruiser has been stuck on for four days and I think it's too slick outside to unlock but I tried <laughs> everything that I can do aside from actually like trying to fix it like get out and do something but I'm on and off with the button in and out of low range and I'm like I don't know I don't know I what else weave can we do the parking lot <laughs> it makes it pretty fun in the slick stuff to drift around so whatever it's fine that's great um how long have you had the truck the comanche that thing is super cool so me and me and my little boy we went and bought that um i, I the first time i'd ever took him to buy a, a vehicle and um i he was probably it's probably been four years i bought that truck four years ago i mean he was he was small and um and i paid seven i think i paid seven hundred dollars <laughs> nice. um, it was completely gutted. Somebody was about to do something to it because it didn't have a dash. It didn't have any interior. It didn't have a motor, no, a wiring harness. Everything was stripped. And um, I think somebody was about to put like a, like a small block Chevy in it or something. I, I don't, I don't, know. but um, um, I got it home and, and then I bought a, a Cherokee that was you know, rusted out and I took the drivetrain from the Cherokee and put it all into the Comanche. And so it was kind of like a, a budget build yeah. of Comanche. Nice. And then, then it escalated. <laughs> <laughs> so. Little <Yeah>. bit. Little <laughs> Slightly. Bit. <laughs> was it a situation, was it one of those like, oh, I broke it, so now I'm going to like, since I broke the 
Dana 30 front three times. I'm going to do tons well, or what? Like, how'd you get there? Uh, actually, it's really bad to admit. Um, <laughs> I had a set of uh, trail, trail ready beadlocks in my shop. And, um, and I was like, man, you know, those trail readies look really cool. <laughs> that Comanche. It was, and they and they were super duty lug pattern. And, um, well, I so, know. <laughs> I can fill in the blanks here. Dana <laughs> so, thirty and and have to worry about it, or do I just put like a super duty axle in the front or in, in something in the rear? So I just I kind of went that route, and I just bypassed the Dana thirty stuff, and, uh, and I went to. Well, actually, the front, what's interesting about the front, and what a lot of people don't know, is that's actually a Dana 50 in the front of that command. Okay. And, uh, and most of the time when people hear that, especially online, they just eat yep. me up. And they're just like, oh, oh, oh. But um, the, what's cool about it is I actually shaved a massive chunk off the bottom of that mm-hmm. Dana 50. And I probably cut, I want to say it was close to two inches off the bottom of that differential and then wow. played it up and then took a Dana 60 cover and cut it and did the same. And so, like, a lot of times when people look underneath it, they look at me like, what, what is that? It's like, <laughs> yeah. Dana, I mean, a Dana, a Dana 50. Yeah. Because when you take, like, the Dana 50s, when you take them off, I don't know if you've ever seen inside of them, it, it's like you take off this huge differential cover. And then it just looks like a Dana 44 on the mm-hmm. inside. Okay. I mean, it was like this much room at the bottom that it was just low-hanging fruit. Yeah. Wow. So I, off. I mean, it's just something different. I mean, it's a conversation. Yeah. And I've wheeled Windrock. I've wheeled Uwari, Gulches. And, you know, knock on wood, I've never had an issue with the Dana, Dana 50. Um, yeah. You know, 39 uh, KM3 zone. Still got the the four liter in it, and I mean, I drive like I have some sense, but if I get good and pissed off, you know, <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna. Here, yeah. Other Dana fifty captain. That's it. Yeah, so. yeah. We have a local guy that's got a first gen forerunner um, that's got a Dana fifty front, and he did it years ago, and it's it's same kind of thing where it's like kind of a quiet thing where nobody ever really talks yeah. about it. But I can every once in a while I remember or I hear about it and I'm like, oh yeah, that that is weird. But I think it's narrow. Well, right? no. So what it is is uh, he found out. I don't know how he found this out or figured this out. Probably just because he had so many extra parts laying around. But you can actually just use Dana fifty uh, internals in a Toyota axle. So he runs the Dana fifty shafts in a Toyota axle. So, and somehow it all works oh. out because the splines, because the 50, it necks down versus with a 60, it like necks down at the splines. And apparently that's the exact size and spline count as Toyota diffs. And so he just, they're just in a freaking Toyota axle. It's, I, I don't know how exactly it works like that, but it does. <laughs> okay. Well, yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> Never heard of- yeah, yeah, that's a weird one. <laughs> Looking at your YouTube, I want to know if you're really a funeral home director. I am. I actually, I'm a 
funeral director and I manage a funeral home here in Man, that's the best YouTube tagline. And it's <laughs> even better that it's just a just a regular thing. Like if I just put my job title on my <laughs> Yeah. I don't know if y'all can see it. Uh, right above the, the Cherokee's hood, I actually have some caskets, um, like some showpiece caskets on my wall. But <laughs> All right. I actually have a casket in here. But I, I mean, but, I mean, it's, it's a family business. Okay. That so makes I, sense. I work with dad. Yeah. Yeah, well. And this is like, when I tell people like this, everything behind me, this is my therapy. Like I have like a super day at work. Like I just think about coming home and just like welding something, fixing something, you know, modifying something. That is like if it wasn't for this, I would be in you know therapy every single day. No joke. <laughs> yeah. Ther- it's, therapy that it probably costs about the cheaper, same. It's got to be the same price. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> Yeah, just not nearly as fun. <laughs> oh God, no, no. So, what's the story on the Cherokee then? So, the Cherokee, um, I actually found it right behind the funeral home that I work at. <laughs> All this right, lady, and um, this lady had it in her yard, and I've been had been seeing her around town, and I'd be like, you know, what you gonna do with that thing? <laughs> and it was like, oh, that thing's. A- it's 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 a classic. It's only got you know so many miles on it. And I was like, yeah, that it's it's it's, it's probably she's probably going to be wanting too much for it for what it's worth. And uh, I ended up talking enough, you know, junk to her. Not junk. I was nice about it, but I ended up like, you know, hey, I, I really want to build one of these. Um, and this, that, and the other. And I, we finally agreed on if. If I came and got it out of her yard and fixed it and I gave her a ride in it, then I could have it for free. So she gave it to me absolutely free. She signed the title over to me. And um, and then I just I started just tearing it down. Um, I was undecided about the motor. So the mo- it had a 360 in it. I got it to crank, but it just... It had absolutely no power at all. I don't know if y'all have ever messed with the AMC 360s, but they they have like I think it's a hundred something horsepower. <laughs> yeah, like like, 100, 100, like they are uh, they're, they're anchors, mm-hmm. and um, and decided I, I've always been against LS swaps <laughs> just because I don't know I like you know, Chevy and Jeeps and you know, stuff like that and how. You read on the internet, LS swaps are you know boring, but I mean, I, I decided to do. It. I found a deal on a, a five point three. A buddy of mine, he had a suburban, and um, he was like, "Man, this thing's got a good five point three, a good transmission." He was like, "You know, I'll sell you the whole thing, and uh, if the motor's bad, I'll replace the motor." So I was like, well, "I guess I'm I'm LS swap," <laughs> and. Uh, like I, I'm, I don't regret it at all. Um, I mean, it, it runs really good. Like I drove, like tonight, I took my little boy to karate and I took him to Boy Scouts. Just and just like I, I was driving a Camry. Yep, yeah, just a regular, <laughs> just a regular old, old truck. <laughs> yeah, it's just like a mini 
<laughs> yeah. I mean, you're you're talking to two guys that have LS swapped rigs, so like I get it. And I I'm a little bit more on the LS swap everything side of it. Like I don't I I hold nothing like priceless. It's it's not nothing sacred. Like whatever, put a V8 in it. I don't care. I get it though. Yeah. Um so much pirate like that, but Dude, I'd put I'd put a five I put a I'd put that five point three in my G right now and uh, I I'd be I'd be happy. Yeah. Yeah, it's it makes a it it's a good choice. It just is. Yeah. yeah. I mean and yeah. it's for for a like for that platform, like it's already a similar sized engine. It's already a V eight. It it's not really that much different than its characteristic originally, other than it's two and a half times the power. So like that's a win. Yeah, and it actually gets yeah, a halfway decent mileage. <laughs> I don't have to worry about it. Like, I got in it this morning. I took my daughter to school. I took her to preschool this morning. I forgot about that. So, I mean, this thing, I spent 100 miles on it today. And, like, not, at not one point did I think, oh, man, I hope this thing starts <laughs> up. Like, I just I hopped in it didn't even think. It's got heat. It's got AC. I, I mean, I, I, I'm like LS swap the world. You're a convert. I like it. The, um, the reliability thing is, is good, obviously. Right. But like my maintenance going from uh, straight six, which is a great engine. Like Toyota puts a great engine in the 80 series. It's fine. It's very low on power too, but like it's huge and it's heavy. And everything about it is a pain in the ass and expensive. Even an oil change is eight quarts and the oil filter is in this god awful location. I can do the oil change in my swapped vehicle in 15, 20 minutes and I could go down to O'Reilly and spend $49 and get good stuff. Like it's so much better. Yeah, I agree with yeah, it's it's hard to beat the the simplicity of it, and then, like you said, just the the fact that it changes everything to being it's basically just a a dailyable vehicle. Um, my my LS is in a Wagoneer, like so. I mean, I'm in the same boat as you, so it's just like yeah, I, you just jump in it and drive it just like it's uh you know a mid two thousands car, and it it's no different. It's it always fires up, super easy. Gets decent mileage, has all the power I need, even with thirty sevens. Like, we're good. <laughs> That's all. Still have the Dana forty fours in yours. Upgrade. No, still has forty fours, but uh, it has five thirteens uh, in it, and and no lockers, just a limited slip in the back. I, um, but I've wheeled it on the local hard stuff and haven't had any issues yet. So. That's a that's a positive, I think. <laughs> no, that, that's awesome. I I wanted, to be honest with you, I wanted to keep forty fours this, um, just because you know I I got the Jeep for free and I I didn't want to spend, you know, because I already have I already had two Jeeps at this point because <laughs> I have I had my Jeep L, I had the Comanche, and then this lady gave me the Jeep for free, so I was just like, all right, you know, I'm not going to spend a whole lot of money, and um. 
And so now, like, I'm working on one of my next YouTube videos. Not one of my next ones, but I'm, I'm kind of getting my notes together on it. Like, I'm going to go over, you know, how much did this build cost? And I've got to figure out a way how I block my wife. <laughs> well, you just told her it's the internet, so it's made yeah. up. It's not real. It's all for show. <laughs> but, um, but, I mean... So this it had the uh, passenger side drop, and um, and I wanted to I wanted to do a driver side drop. And I was like, well, I, if you I mean you, y'all know this you know if you you can almost build a Dana forty four for how much you're going to build a Dana sixty nowadays. And then I found a nineteen seventy nine Snowfighter F two fifty Dana sixty, and um, and, you know, those are pretty, they're rare around here, um, especially, you know, the south of, you know, the southeast country. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I jumped over it. And um, weirdly enough, I mean, it bolted right in. I didn't have to do purchase or anything. I literally got that axle and, you know, I got it. Uh, I put gears in it. I put a locker in it. And I got some new bolts and, like, I put it in and in, like, 15 minutes. I mean, it was, <laughs> it, it, like, leaf spring. Crazy. <laughs> yeah, just meant to be, I guess, huh? <laughs> yeah. Everything lined up. Man. I just, I just kind of like looked around, like something, something needs to fall over. Like, <laughs> I, <don't know. laughs> I put the stock axle back in, didn't I? <laughs> so my neighbor has two square body uh, Chevy trucks. One's like the uh, the military one. I forget what they're called the there's some whatever they are six two diesel one that's one ton and he got a k5 blazer when he bought the blazer he swapped everything underneath the diesel to the blazer and swapped them right year later or so fast forward he finds out that he's driving the uh diesel truck more than the blazer because he likes it more it's kind of beat up it's got pitbull rockers on it and like it's just a really cool truck and the blazer's a little too nice, I think, for it. So <laughs> a couple weeks ago, he stops me outside and he's like, hey, uh, I'm going to you know, do some moving around in the cul-de-sac or whatever. Uh, I'm swapping the axles between the two trucks again because I'm an idiot. <laughs> then I t- talk to him a few days later. He tells me a similar thing where he's like, oh, man, I can get the axle out of these trucks in like 15 minutes. And it really only takes me about an hour and a half to put it all back together. <laughs> so it's not that big of a deal. <laughs> Yeah, this. I, I did a uh, spring um, and that, that changed a lot yeah. too. Um, just because I knew I like a cold spring. I just wanted to drive. It. I wanted this to be like where I could hop in it and you know, drive to the beach or whatever. Because I live like an hour from the beach. And, um, I just want to be able to like throw the kids in, throw the stuff in the back, and go, and not have to be like you know beat to death or anything with the leaf springs. And um, so I kind of looked on some forums and call, talked to a couple of people, and they were like, you know, if you do that leaf spring um, reversal, it, it changes changes the game. And, um, and that, that's that's one of the greatest things that I did to that Jeep for like ride quality, hmm. for sure. Yeah, I've mine's mine still has the shackles on the front, so I'm it it. It is noticeable, you know, that it's not the greatest writing, but it's like I've I've done the 
all the things other than that that like I feel like you can do. Like I've got the I've got Devers and I've got um Fox 2.0s in it. Like nothing nothing crazy, but boy, the difference in those compared to just like a regular off the shelf shock that it had on it when I when I bought it was like leaps and bounds of a change. So I I I can imagine that swapping the uh the shackle placement would would also be quite the difference. And one thing I, I will say, like one of the, the cons to it is that whenever um, I've noticed that if somebody uh, like pulls out in front of me or something, or, you know, I have to slam on brakes pretty quick, the nose does kind of drop down. I mean, it's nothing like, mm. you know, unsafe, but it's just kind of like, a, like, okay. I mean, it's just kind of, that's kind of, Something you got to get used just, to. Just a noticeable difference, yeah. <laughs> but I mean, like I said, it, it's not like unsafe or anything like that. But it's just kind of it didn't do it before. I'll say. Yeah. What's the? Um, is that one? Do you feel like it's in its final state? I mean, that's always tough with a, like a car guy because it's never in its final form. But like, is that where? Are you happy with where it's at? You're going to keep it there? Or are you doing something wild? Um, yeah, I'm. <sighs> Eventually, uh, I'm looking for beadlocks for it. Um, I'm actually thinking about putting some ready beadlocks on it. Eventually, I think I'm going to go with like gold uh, to match the golden eagle theme that I got, and then eventually like a roll cage inside. Um, but other than that, maybe maybe do paint one day. But I don't. That's that's one thing that I I can't I can't do I can't paint like a trail rig or I can't paint I, I don't want I don't want to paint <laughs> I want to be like if I put like I'd be like that's sick but if I mean I painted that like paid like you know close to ten thousand dollars getting it painted and everything I it would just probably sit in the shop yep. just like it's doing right now and not get used. yeah. Yeah, I I'm right there with yeah. you. My other thing too, like I think I I'm sure I get this vibe that you probably could do this too. I think I could paint it, but I would be too hard on myself and I can't make that happen. <laughs> and I also don't want to mess with my garage and like all all the things that are involved are not going to happen. So I would rather just it look a little beat up. <laughs> Whatever. Honestly, like in my opinion, the only reason people paint jeeps like this is for other people. There you, know, you, go. you don't you don't paint it for yourself. I mean, like if you're happy with it, that's all that matters. The only reason I would paint that is just to impress other people that I probably don't even really like. <laughs> yeah, I did. So that's funny. I I had this conversation at work like a year and a half ago. I redid my interior. One of my coworkers was like, "Well, why would you redo your interior? You got like a dent in your quarter panel and this, this, and this." And I was like, "I don't care about that stuff. I drive it every day and I sit in it, and I want it to be nice." And they're like, "Well, it's never going to be nice because it's got that dent." I'm like, "No, that dent's from when I ran into a tree by doing a buggy line. Like, I like that dent. I don't really. It'd be fine if it wasn't there, but like, it tells a story." I'm with you 100% on that. Yeah. Yeah. I, and I like, believe me, like you scrolling through Instagram or whatever, I see one that's in perfect condition, uh, you know, anything insert vehicle here. And I'm like, yeah, that's super cool. And I, great. I would love to have that at some point, but then at the same time, 
it would probably sit until it got its first nice dent or scratch or whatever, and then it'd just go all the way down until it lands where I'm at now. Yeah, right back to square one. That's <laughs> yeah. where, like that's where I was at with this because like I wanted to do something you know crazy because I can't stand like plain G. Like I I like to have graphics. I like to have you know something on it just to make it you know pop. Uh, I guess <laughs> I know that's weird to say, but like you know I was like, well, either I'm gonna paint it or I'm gonna put a four foot eagle on the hood. <laughs> <laughs> You know where you landed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, look. <laughs> oh, that's great. Yeah. The uh, the graphics too. I mean, you did you did the graphics on the on the Comanche as well, which turned out really cool too. I think. Oh that, yeah. That the it fits really well with like the way the the Comanche looks. So. Yeah, I have a I ha- I actually got a lot of hate on those those graphics from um from people. They were telling me that they were Toyota graphics. Oh, they do look a little Toyota-ish. But, <laughs> that's, um, that's a good thing. Yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> funny I got, they're called hockey stick um, graphics on the Comanche. And yeah. they're actually sport truck graphics. And Oh, from a Volkswagen? No, sport truck no. from Comanches. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. So I, it was like the two wheel drive long bed or whatever. But, yeah, so I like those the best. Um, but if you look, if you go to like Google, like sport truck, that's what they are. Except for I yeah. got mine just plain, or I got a guy who made them just to not put sport truck in there. Yeah, and right. I, that way I just have like the, I call it two hockey sticks. And, um, but yeah, people were just like, why would you put. Toyota decals on your Comanche. <laughs> I'm just like, what, whatever. Well, whatever. they're not, but I don't okay. Need to explain this. <laughs> I'm not going to go into it this time again. Look, I, I, and I really like, I want to put like the GoPro on my face and just go to a game. And I want, I want like, the world to see how many people come to me and just like, dude, that is the coolest Toyota I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> <laughs> right on. Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah well that's that's kind I of mean, the plight I guess at of a distance a jeep if truck. you squint well that's it's the plight of the jeep truck is like not a lot of people know that that like there's a comanche like it's everybody just sees an, an old 4x4 truck and they and they're like oh an old toyota but no like jeep had trucks too they just didn't have them that many of them <laughs> Um, I don't know if you've ever heard of Glory National Forest, um, but it's it's uh, it's probably the closest rock crawling to me. It's about three hours away, you know, head it's on the like probably western part of the state, North Carolina. But so I was at an off road park, and I was at like the little general store where kind of all the off roaders like go to meet, get food, and get gas. And um, this guy comes, and I, I was waiting in line, and this guy comes up to me. He was like, man, did you see that Toyota outside? <laughs> Look, and like my truck right there out front. And I was like, no, I didn't see it. He was like, it's right there. <laughs> I'm like, my and I'm just Toyota. <laughs> I mean, I like. <laughs> yeah. And you think somebody like that would know better. Like if they're at an like they ought to know, like, you know, 
the difference. Yeah. What oh, What do you man. even say to that? Like, just to uh, yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's like what? Yeah. What you say? Like, it's not like if, if I told him it was a Jeep, he'd just look at me like, oh, "Hell no, bro." <laughs> no, it's not. It's got those Toyota graphics on it. <laughs> What's what about that one? What's next with that one? That that thing looks like it's pretty much not as far as you can go, but you know, it's 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 there. So I'm actually I'm really thinking about doing a um like a hybrid exo cage on that. I want to do like I just want something that's like concealed and it protects the cab i just want you know some tubes coming up i don't want like a freaking jungle gym all yeah. over it um like because i mean i still take the comanche on like date night i mean um <laughs> you know like that, that's that's like my thing like that's like that's like our date night vehicle like when i take my wife out it's the two-seater <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah it's uh, got a pbr can beer can shifter on it and everything so, I mean, it's, it's real classy <laughs> <laughs> but I'm, I'm really thinking about doing an exo cage on it, but just like a tasteful one. Um, does that make sense? Sure. Yeah. Um, like on a lot of it hidden by like like it, where it comes up. Like for this example, um, it would come up like behind the fender yeah. where you can't see. It come up and then kind of you know just be super low and um, just something that it it looks nice, but if you know, like, you know, Comanche, they're unibodies. So if you roll that bitch, then you're done. Yeah. You are done. Like, no replacing the cab. Yeah. Like, it's game over. You've got to find, like, another Comanche. Yeah. And um, I do not want to do all that work. So <laughs> I think I want to do something, you know, where it just protects the cab. Because you can replace the bed. You can replace, uh, you know, the front end. But you can't replace the cab on a command. You can, yeah. but you're not going to like yeah. it. It's never going to be. <laughs> no. A couple, there's like a, a Land Cruiser guy that I follow at some point on Instagram. He's like somebody that rarely posts and he's got a really good exo cage. And it's really rare that you find them that are like that tight, that don't look like an exo cage. It just looks like, hey, that's that's a bar. That's interesting. And it kind of ties to a like roof rack scenario and then it drops back actually through the cab of the truck, I think, or the body of the truck on the way in the back. Like it doesn't go around the outside and the back. So it's, it's pretty cool. It's got an A pillar bar that's outside and a hoop around the top, I think, but that's it. That's, that's kind of important for the expansion. Um, cause you know, if you, if you, if, like if it flops, I mean, you're, and you live, <laughs> then you're done. <laughs> Oh, it's terrifying. <laughs> Speaking of a tie-in to BMX, a um, lot more living and you're flopping, but you know. Um, <laughs> what? Uh, so, with those two being at the, you know, at the at that point, like, is there anything on the horizon? You got any big other projects down the road? You hunting down any other old ladies for cars? No, um, I honestly like. <laughs> My, my plate is full right now, to be honest with you. Um, I am, I'm building a TJ for one of my buddies. Okay. Um, 
I think it's, it's a uh, it's like a '98 TJ with like moto built armor, Rubicon 44 in the front, 8.8 rear, 37, nice. and um, I'm I'm building that like on my YouTube channel. I saw that. And, yep. And so once I get done with that, um, there's actually like a million boxes right there behind my dirt bike. Yeah. And I'm gonna be a Cherokee for another one of my buddies, and then. Once I get done with it, then we're going to go on like off road trips and we're just going to beat the fuck out of all of it. And, um, <laughs> yeah, that's what, that's that what you built fantastic. it for. So yeah, let's go. <laughs> all out on the TJ. I mean, he, he spent, you know, like he got the Rusty's um, long arm kit. And I mean, he paid more for the Rusty's long arm kit than he did for the whole Jeep. <laughs> then, yeah. You know, <laughs> But then you know, the Cherokee that I'm about to, to build, and you know, he's kind of done it like budget friendly, and we're gonna, you know, put them head to head. Oh, I mean, that's yeah. Cool. Cherokee's got the wheelbase, but this Jeep's got the the parts, so we're just gonna, you know, I mean, it's content, man. Yep, I mean, that's, that's, that's the game. <laughs> yeah, what? Uh, that was the next thing I was gonna ask you. Actually, I've been thinking about it for a little bit. How did you get into that? Like, what got you? What got you doing content? So I started, um, I started with Instagram, um, you know, that, that kind of, my page kind of blew up, not blew up, but it kind of, once I got the Comanche built, you know, I, the followers just, yeah. you know, kind of came all at once. And, um, and then especially after I got in a wreck with the Comanche, uh, and that's, that's another story we'll get into, <laughs> but, you know, the YouTube stuff, like, you know, I just, I was just like, obsessed with watching YouTube. Like, I was watching, you know, Bleeping Jeep, Fab Rats, you know, just the, the, the heavy hitters. Yeah. And I was like, you know, I mean, I do this stuff like at night, so, like, because I was just at the funeral home, just like, man, I wish I could be doing this. And then, like, I get home and that's what I would be doing. So I just started setting cameras up. I mean, my first videos are horrible. I mean, they're god awful. <laughs> but I mean, I just, I started editing and I started putting out videos and, you know, it's, it's, it kind of just snowballed. And, um, I, I still would say like, I suck at YouTube. Uh, YouTube is a different, <laughs> um, but some days I think I got it figured out. Like last week, um, I got like over a hundred subscribers in one day. That's awesome. And then like, and then like the next day it was just like, I got like three subscribers. I'm just like, what? Like why? Like uh-huh. I, I don't get it. I don't understand. But but what um what I really want to do is I, I mean like I finally got monetized and oh, cool. that took that took a long time. <laughs> but um well I just want to like I just want my YouTube just to like put a dent in the expense for my hobbies because I mean I I enjoy it like I yeah. to be honest, like I like. I guess going out of my comfort zone, like, you know, even talking with y'all, like, I mean, y'all are like the, like super cool, but like, you know, I've never done anything like, like this before. And, um, and I, I appreciate y'all letting me do it, but it's just kind of like I getting out of your comfort zone. Like you're just, you're just exposing yourself. Cause I mean, like if I, like if I work on this and I record myself and I accidentally call like my wheels a rim, then oh you've got like, <laughs> 30 people like, eating you up yeah. and um but i mean then again you know hey 
comment, argument, yeah. comments, Put, please. That, that, the, the comments drive it. So yeah. <laughs> so you almost want yeah. to drop the please mistakes. Please engage. <laughs> I, I, I think, like looking back at some of these YouTube, like I think sometimes they do stuff like that. But I mean, it's they they that's that's how they make money. Yep. So I, I I don't like I'm not knocking them or anything. No, it's their business. Yep. Yeah, that's and that brings yeah. brings it back to Cunningham's law, like Tyson was talking about on one of our earlier podcasts, like a, three episodes ago or whatever it was. And Cunningham's law is the easiest way to find the correct answer is not to ask for the correct answer; it's to give the incorrect answer, and then everyone will argue about it, and that's how you find the right answer. <laughs> You're right about it. And then people will comment, and then they'll go back and watch the video. And then, you know, that's just a couple of ads pop up in between that. Uh-huh. That, hey, <laughs> yep. Get on that oh, wheel. That's good. Well, that's, that's yeah. awesome. I, I, that's something that I'm always interested in is, like, how people started that, what their successes are, what their failures are. Like, I, that's a, a really cool thing that I think – it's out there. Like people talk about it a little bit here and there, but like when you meet a lot of people that are, uh, how do I put this kind of like influencer types that are higher up in that, they're not necessarily willing to share their failure or they're like, Oh man, I can't believe if people argue in my comments, I make more money. (laughs) Like, and that's a fun conversation to have. So like, I appreciate you saying that. Cause I think that's a, that's a thing that needs to be out there more, you know? Yeah. I mean, that's, like, I'll, I'll be honest with you. Ever since YouTube, I look at social media totally different now. Like, I look at these YouTubers totally different. Like, I have a lot more respect for a lot of them, and I've lost a lot of respect for some of them, too. Um, yeah. I mean, like, it, it is it's tough, man, um, you know, doing YouTube. Like, I mean, I got a full-time job at a funeral home. Then I have, you know, two little kids and a wife. And then I've got to be doing YouTube stuff and don't put out YouTube videos like every two weeks and do shorts in between that. They pretty much kick you out of the algorithm. And and I mean, so I would say, I would say YouTube is like a part-time job for me. For sure. (laughs) 100%. Yeah. I would, I could, I could believe that. So you're putting out pretty regular content. Obviously I skimmed through your stuff and like, I, I'd seen some of your projects before, but like, looking at it a little deeper with like, Hey, we're going to have Riley on here. Let's, let's see what's going on. Um, have you, I mean, you're on it that now you're like, you're moving through. Yeah. Yeah. I would say it's, um, it's picking up. It was, it's picking up a little steam. Like I've picked up a couple of cool sponsors. uh, That's awesome. And that's something that's just like super weird, weird. Yeah. That, uh, you know, people are kind of sending me messages. But um, but I think what it is, you know, because I'm still like fresh to it, so it's not like I have like demands, you know. Yeah. Like, you give me a care package like every week. <laughs> That's where, like, I'm if the trailer doesn't have Lacroix in it, I'm not showing up. <laughs> but like, I mean, free stuff and and a T-shirt. I'll put I'll put it in my videos all day yeah. long. Like, yeah. I mean, I think that's cool. Like, I'm not like I'm not doing this for like a job, though. But yeah, you know, um, 
And then like with like like Onyx Off Road, I mean they they're like you know the influencer, uh, you know map app. Um, and, and I mean that's that's cool stuff, man. That they would pick somebody small like me to even do it. Um, so yeah. yeah, that's very cool. Yeah, they are well. They, I think they have a great products too. By the way, shout out to Onyx <laughs> there because uh, not only do they do really well at investing in uh, some of the pieces, influencers, and events and things like that, but like that product is really good. Like we needed that a couple of years ago when that came out. I was like, oh my god, this is so much better. Sorry, Colin. I know you really liked the alternate at that yeah. point too. But Which I mean, it's fine. it's also but we didn't like have Onyx on- before that. So I was using what sure. yeah. what our option exactly. was. <laughs> what we had. Yeah. I I just saw and uh, the uh, Matt's Off Road Recovery uh, YouTube recently. I saw that he started using Onyx, and I thought it was funny because I remember him talking about at some point along the way that he just used Google Maps because it was the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> and now he's like, I'm using Onyx. It's amazing. And I was like, mm-hmm. uh-huh. you, you I, really yeah, got I saw me there. what we did here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but again, I can't, like I said that and I thought to myself, hmm, whatever. <laughs> I have a baited question here because I, Colin and I had a little argument about this. This is the last thing that I actually wrote down. Mm. If you had to build a $5,000 or less vehicle, what are you starting with? Hold on. Wait a minute. Uh, that's 5000 all in. So you're, you know, like, uh, how do I phrase this? Colin, can you give me the, the way we did our challenge? The, it wasn't all in. It was like 5K is your maximum buy-in price. After that, you can do whatever to it. But the the idea was you're buying something that you can basically, hopefully, you can either go out and use right then, however you're wanting to use it, or you know you get it cheap enough that you can put some stuff into it so that you can do what you want to do with it. Got it. Yeah. I would I would say a TJ. Um, Solely because it's already coil sprung front and rear. It's already linked front and rear. It's got mm-hmm. a good frame. Um, it's got a good tub. I mean, it's the last years of the actual tubbed Jeeps. And I mean, it's got a good, you know, I, it would have to be a, you know, a four, I mean, a, a six cylinder, five speed. Um, and I mean, and then, you know, it's endless from there. Cause, I mean, you could cut the frame and stretch it. You know, make it the LJ length. I mean, you can do that. You know, pretty. I mean, it, it would cost money, but you know, you know, you could yeah. do it. Um, <laughs> yeah. So I would say, or or even a YJ. Um, but my my first pick would be a TJ. Man, I had you pinned for XJ. <laughs> I just knew it. I was like, he'll he'll pick an XJ for sure. We so we did this as a as an episode, and like. We we did top fives, right? So like we we shoot under horned you into a corner there, but we did top fives and it was like unanimous. The XJ was the one that made it on everybody's list, and then closely followed by the Montero, yeah. surprisingly enough. But we did Montero as a whole, and we do have a little bit more of a like. There's some there's a lot of overland going on here, so it's not quite all hardcore wheeling. So that kind of fits a little bit, but 
I, I thought X, I mean, TJ makes sense. I get yeah. it. And Mike will be just screaming at this. <laughs> I don't have to worry about like anything like that. It's solid. That frame is solid from the back. Um, I mean, that's, the frames are where it's at. I, my, I've been broke and cracked a lot of unibodies in my day. So <laughs> yeah. I, I promised myself I would never build another unibody. <laughs> Here we there are. <laughs> Isn't the Comanche like a half, though? Yeah, the Comanche. I was half. <laughs> yeah, there you go. But I did do stiffness front and rear all the way down on that one on the on the Comanche. That's good. And That's good. Yeah, yeah, that was one of the best things I did. That it stiffened it up like crazy. Yeah, they're uh, they. <laughs> The body flexes a lot. That is something that they really, they really do. Like they're, I, I think they're amazing. And obviously part of the reason that there's so many of them and they were so cheap is because of that. Like that's part of the, the thing, but um, they, I mean, they have a great bit of gear for what they are. That's for sure. Yeah. 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 Agree. Yeah. So you mentioned, you said, uh, you said you'd want it to be a manual and I know that the Comanche is a manual. So are you, does that also mean you are a manual for off-roading over an automatic type of guy? Mm-hmm. All day long. Okay. All right. Everything, like, everything needs to be manual. But I will say, this is an automatic. Okay. Uh, I, I wanted five speed, but I also wanted it where... If I had to take my wife's car to get an oil change, she could hop in this, turn the AC on, and drive it to work, and no issues yeah. at all. Like I wouldn't have to worry about it. Yeah. <laughs> so that, the only reason, uh, the only reason I did that was because you know it's, it's kind of user friendly. Like if my dad wanted to drive it or my mom, like they could hop in. My mom likes five speed. <laughs> <laughs> See where I came from then. <laughs> All of my rock and everything that like dedicated rock crawlers like my LJ and the Comanche is going to be five speed. I can't stand automatics on the trip. I, I don't know why. I, it, it just feels like it's just gross. Like I don't know what to do with my hands. Like <laughs> I don't know what to do with my hands. <laughs> what am I supposed to do here? I just over the uh, end of the summer, I drove one of our buddies' rigs an XJ in the rocks, and it was the first time I—I guess second time I'd ever driven like a, a an off-road off-road vehicle as a manual. And I had the exact opposite, where I was just like, "Okay, so I have to shift now." <laughs> okay, okay, I'll use the clutch. Weird. All right, I'm gonna—I guess I'm clutch kicking this. This is strange. I don't know what I'm doing now. <laughs> and it was like almost natural, right? All the things happened because I do. I knew what was going on, but it didn't feel right. <laughs> I mean, it, it, it's like an acquired taste. Yeah. yeah. Manual. I love them. Like, um, it just, you, you feel so much more like grounded and connected to the vehicle. I mean, like you're literally using everything that you have. Like you, know, you feel like an octopus at some point, you know, like you're slamming into second. You've got your foot on the brake, kind of pushing the gas, letting out the clutch all the way. I mean, and one hand on the wheel, and then you're trying to look. I mean, it's, <laughs> I, I love it. I love it. That's good. I, 
I think for me, cars always yeah. manual. You know, other than like whatever your normal stupid daily driver or whatever, it's automatic is fine. But I off road, I think I really like the comfort of the manual. I, I mean, the auto. I think I'm way too used to it now. Yeah. Like I could go back; it'd be fine. But if you gave me two doors, I'm picking the automatic <laughs> door most likely. Well, I, I have a theory, and I may be proved wrong. Um, you know, see this on the internet, but I like man. Because I think that manual Jeeps roll less frequently. Hmm. Okay. Because, hear me out. Because with an automatic, if you slam on brakes, you still have power going to the tires. So if you go up a rock and you know it starts going back and you hit the brakes, they're still spinning. You slam that clutch down, it comes down, you roll backwards. No issues. Okay. okay. So think about don't know just think that's, about that. I mean, I, that's I, that's, that's my a theory. it's a fair argument th- theory wise. I can theory. I can see how that would be because you'd be you slam the clutch in, yeah, and you're you're removing all drive from anything. So as long as it's not so far over that it's just going to go over anyway, it's most likely just going to drop yeah. the weight because of the the pivot point. So yeah, I I I can understand the argument. There's some guys that have the rock crawlers, and I cannot think of what they're called. It's like the bump shifters, but they have it like in drive, and they have it where they can just slam it into yeah. reverse. Exact situation. You know, you may mess up your transmission, but you, you know, walk <laughs> away from it. Yeah, sure. Um, the thing is, clutch. That's what the clutch is for. So, if they'd build it with a five speed, they would already have one installed. So that's well. What I- I mean, there's one thing that I I can feel here. Like if you're up, like, so if I'm on rocks and I'm trying to go up something and it's loaded up, right? Like it takes a lot in an automatic to get that load back off. Either you're going in neutral or you're backing up. Like that's the only way. So there's no quick way to say, okay, I, I've gone too far. I've gone offline, whatever's happening here. So this is going to be a problem. I need to get out of it. It's really slam on the brakes and hope for the best. <laughs> but yeah, in a, in a, manual you jab the clutch and all of that drivetrain load goes away it's just gone and so it settles everything's fine so i'll give you that i don't know i don't know if i scientifically believe there's less rolling but (laughs) we're gonna need some statistics on this one i think you need a youtube video watching like i think you know people break axle shafts and they break transfer cases less with manual transmission because of that exact reason because you think about it when you're driving a manual transmission and something happens that you don't like what do you instantly do you slam on brakes and you push the clutch in yeah. so instantly all that torque is gone all and then you know the tires are coming to a halt and all that strain and everything is it's not bouncing on rocks or anything like that because it's if it's if it's stopped, it's just going to slide back. It's not rolling or anything or trying to go forward. Still. Yeah, I've always we've I've always argued the opposite of that, but I realize now the flaw in my argument is bad drivers, <laughs> right? It's not. It's because the potential is there to take all that shock, but if you've got somebody who's fine with just giving it a little bit more right pedal, then that sh- that load right without any torque dampening that's it you're you're good you're done but i i get it if you're smart mm-hmm. 
I mean, all all of our experiences have been the guys with the manuals are the ones that are breaking, but it's not in the same sense. It's like it's the the shock loading on like starting to go like that is like that's when Luke broke his axles at Klein was like getting up on up on the first shelf and the rear tire needs to hit that next shelf and just mistiming the dropping of the clutch as it runs into the rock and it just bam just snaps the axle right there so like it's it 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 is a little give and take there it's the the getting the timing and everything and also i think that gearing makes a huge difference like if you've got a doubler then it's you're going to be way less likely to break do that shock loading on the front end which which is why we keep telling Tyson to put a doubler in the XJ <laughs> because because he breaks yes. stuff. <laughs> so <laughs> I got I put a TJ Rubicon case in my Comanche and that was oh a yeah game oh man those that ratio is so yep. much better. We we did a thing over the uh, over the summer as well where I ended up using a different buddy's rig for a, a weekend of wheeling. Or I guess it was one day out of the weekend. And oh my God, a Rubicon with a four to one case. Yeah. Ah, it's like, yeah. A <laughs> it, 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 people love it for a great reason. Like I love my Land Cruiser. It's great. It does everything I want it to do really well, but it sure doesn't have that. <laughs> it, it's, it's just, it's seriously just like a cheap It's nuts. It really is. Yeah. Put that in, lock it up, go. That's pretty much <laughs> what you got to do. Keep the AC on and the windows up so that you can just idle over <laughs> things. That's really the best part. Manual transmission, it's almost a must that you have a, a four-to-one transfer case. Yeah. Um, I wheeled a long time with a, a 231 and that Comanche. And um, that was, like, I took it to... I took I took it to Windrock with a two thirty one, and like my leg just looked like the whole <laughs> like, going in and out on the clutch. Oh I, man, and, yeah. Like I was bored. Like, like, like we went back. We would go back to like our our Airbnb. Like, I'm I'm, I'm tired. I can't walk. I'm just gonna put my left leg up for a bit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's the side of manual that people Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Cool. Um, you have any questions for us? You got anything that uh you want to talk about or shout or plug out or plug or shout out? One of the two. Uh, I can't thank you. I, I appreciate y'all taking my podcast identity, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. <laughs> Really happy to do. Really happy to be here for that. <laughs> yeah, bet you never thought it'd be two dudes, huh? 